Before we get started today, I wanted you guys to know about a big secret coming. Check out next week's 50th episode of the Crowning Moment podcast. I'm so excited to be along this journey with you guys, but I want to give back to you like you've given to me. So definitely check out next week's episode and my Instagram to see what's happening. This week's interview question comes from Austin Phelps with the Ivory Image. Listen, pause, and then answer for yourself. Why are you relevant in today's pageant community? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she's going to introduce herself. Hi, everyone. Hello. My name is Renee Cabone Fleming. I am actually the Senior Executive Director with Touchstone Crystal. We are a division. We are the entrepreneurial division of Swarovski. So I'm so excited to spread the sparkle with everyone and let everyone know about the amazing gifts that we have. Let's jump right in and talk about that sparkle. So before this conversation, we talked a little bit about how you got into this role. So will you give the listeners a little more insight on where you started and how you got where you are. Yes, absolutely. So this division, not many people know that Swarovski has an entrepreneurial arm. So I love being able to educate others that there is an incredible opportunity uh, with Touchstone Crystal. And I started this business um, because about nine years, I started about nine years ago because about 10 years ago, I was divorced, stayed home mom. I had two 12, a 12 and a nine year old daughter at the time. My youngest was a competitive dancer and my oldest played competitive sports and this mama needed an extra income. So I had no idea and no interest in schlepping jewelry to events or to women's homes, but I found this amazing opportunity with Swarovski's Touchstone Crystal and I started sharing it, thought I could offset some of those incredible um, competitive dance expenses that I was that I was facing and fast forward now you know I've been here for almost nine years and I've helped hundreds of women through coaching and training to build businesses and create that extra income that they're looking for but it's also opened up so many doors with the sponsoring and fundraising opportunities that I've had with pageants throughout the country it's really been amazing. So one of the big ones you mentioned was getting in with the Miss America system. So tell me a little bit more and for the listeners to know how that happened and what you're doing with them today. Yes. So I love that. And that's my crowning moment. To me, that was the, I made it, you know, Um, I, like I said, I love this business and I love the jewelry. I love the opportunity for uh, the confidence that women get when they just put this jewelry on and how it makes them feel. But one day I was watching, um, I'm going to share like the whole story, how I got into the pageant world, because it really, I find it funny. You know, I'm a housewives, guilty real housewives fan. So watching Bravo TV one funny night, and I saw a commercial for a show that was coming on called Game of Crowns. And these women were in the pageant world, in the Mrs. Pageant world. And I thought, okay, immediately they're going to love Swarovski. Why not contact them? And so I did. I contacted the, I Googled and found out who the state director was. I got in touch with them. They love Swarovski. They brought me in as a sponsor. We did lots of fundraising. They've been wonderful supporters. And they were really 
um, the first ones that supported me in this pageant world. So fast forward, I did many pageants from there and helped sponsor and help women raise money and fundraise to either offset their expenses or to help support a charity or cause. And then I contacted the Miss America organization. Now, I'm a small business and I know that I'm not a branded huge company, but I knew that I had an opportunity to help give back. And that's what I've done and used for this business because this business has been so great, so wonderful to me and my family that I love using it as a means to give back. So I knew that there would be women within the Miss America organization that would really be able to benefit from this fundraising opportunity or even to build their own business and create an income stream for themselves. So I contacted Miss America and then contacted again. And then again, and with the power of follow-up, I finally re- I received an email back that I would be meeting with uh, Chantel, the chairwoman of the board. And, you know, I was so nervous going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm really doing this. Um, and they've been wonderful. I met with them. I met with the organization via, you know, uh, online. And from there, started sponsoring them. I sponsored them when Camille won that year. And that was right before COVID hit. So, you know, we were at Mohegan. I had the jewelry set up, meeting lots of women, having a wonderful time. And then fast forward, COVID, and we were all home. But I was able to adapt into an online opportunity with a lot of contestants and at the state and local level as well. And then that partnership continued. They've been a wonderful support to me. I then sponsored the MAO Teen Organization, and that sponsorship uh, continues. So both at the Miss America and Miss America Outstanding Teen, I love doing that as well. And those opportunities, because I am an official sponsor of a national organization that has you know, an incredible, um, an incredible reputation, I really am very proud of that. Um, support that I get from them. And that's opened up doors to help support other pageant organizations and other people, even out of pageants, whether that's dance, it's cheerleading, it's sports. Um, It just adds another level of credibility to the opportunity that we have um, at Touchstone and that the beautiful jewelry that we have is something for everyone. So whether somebody has appearances that they're going to go on or interview. I love being able to share through my VIP shopping experiences, pieces that would work for their outfits, which is really nice as well. Do you have a favorite person that you've done jewelry for before or in the pageant world, outside the pageant world? Oh, that's a good question. So, um, you know, I've sent jewelry to so many people and there have been even like real housewives. There have been uh, the pink party, Miss America. It, I'll tell you one one unique funny thing was this past year, uh, I had a Zoom opportunity with Miss America and it was just literally her and I getting together on Zoom so we can share, I can share with her some of the beautiful jewelry that we have and have Emma pick out pieces that would work well for her. So I love, that was a really, you know, I have to say, I really appreciated doing things like that um, because it was just us as two women getting together and sharing 
you know, she loves the jewelry. I love being a sponsor. And I wanted her to be able to have pieces that she would be happy with and comfortable wearing with her appearances. So I, that's a big plug for sure. Since you've actually met the current Miss America, what were your first feelings about her? Did you, was she sweet? Was she nice? Cause I mean, like, obviously a lot of the listeners have never met Miss America. So what was that feeling like being able to meet Miss America? Well, that's the thing. I've watched Miss America since I was a kid. So Miss America has this mystique and it still has that to this day. So when I, I was at the, I was at the competition, my daughter and I, and my daughter was my assistant for the week, my oldest. And to be able to see Emma on stage, I was rooting for her. I was rooting for so many women, but she was such a confident force and so real. And I loved that. And I appreciated and I was inspired by her and her story. And then when I got a chance to actually sit down with her on Zoom in a casual atmosphere, no cameras, no nothing, it wasn't recorded. It was just, I had this pride. And like I said to you before, as a mom, uh, I have a pride, even though even the women that I do business with that I connect with aren't maybe my biological, I just have this enormous pride for other women's accomplishments and even men too, that I was just so proud of her enjoying this moment, this time that she has and the ability to affect change to so many people and inspire so many. I just am, I get goosebumps. I love doing that. I think she is an absolute sweet young woman and I am excited to watch her journey. That is so awesome. I had done like a Miss America play-by-play episode on the podcast where I talked about, you know, who won what things and who did this and who did that. And when she was crowned, she honestly, like from watching Miss America, she was in our top five choices. Like it was her, Alabama, New York, and I was a huge Sydney Park stan. I love some Miss New York Sydney Park. She's my favorite. I also had her on the podcast and one of the ones I want to sit down with is who was Miss Alaska, Emma, I want to sit down with her just to hear her story kind of firsthand, you know, seeing it on TV. It was just, you don't get to get that emotion like you would having true conversations, just like you and I are having right now, getting to know each other and hearing each other's journey. And so I would love that opportunity to get to just hear from her firsthand, like, you know, how was Miss America week for you? What are you doing now? What is this year going to look like for you? What is it already looking like for you? So I'm really like, I'm like in awe from hearing, you know, how you felt from it and It's just so amazing to have the opportunity to speak with Miss America. That is so awesome. So kudos for that. That is so cool. And I'll tell you, I don't need to interrupt, but I'll tell you that me telling my daughters that, you know, mom's friends with Miss America, that gives me some credibility out there being, you know, more of a seasoned woman. So I I think that's pretty funny. And I I definitely use that to to my advantage with my, with my kids. (laughs) I love that. That that would totally be on my resume, you know, best friends with Miss America. That would be on that resume of like, I've made it in the world. Check. <laughs> I love that. But you know what I love is that Emma is Miss America. And every woman that I come in contact with in this industry, we can be in awe of them and inspired by them and look up to them. But at the end of the day, in those conversations, the authentic conversations, we all realize we are all just helping others and supporting others. And we are real people with real life going on and doing the best that we can. So I love the 
I love that her her trueness really shines while she's Miss America. Truly, and I feel like that's exactly what won her that crown is just being her authentic ultimate self. And that's one of those things in the pageant world that we've always been taught from a young age. You gotta have the perfect answer, the perfect walk, the perfect look. But now it's a whole different playing field going into any pageant system nowadays, national, state, local, oh, county fair. They just want to see who you are. And if you can tell them, rip your soul out, throw it at them in an interview and tell them exactly who you are and what your purpose and why you're here, they will crown you. And that's the big thing that I myself have been having to learn is with being the tech nerd I am, I want to have the perfect answer, the analytic, I have to figure it out logically, but you you can't. That's just not, that's not you. That's a computer. And you don't want to be rehearsed. You want to, you don't want to be calculated. You want to be real and authentic and so I know like going into my next pageant that I want to be that ultimate me and so learning how to do that and I'm so glad that Miss America is already taking that step being that authentic self not the perfect answer not the correct answer just how she truly feels that's so awesome to hear that it's like yes like that is happening it's not just a like oh maybe it's the new trend no it's really happening they're crowning people that are being themselves and not just this perfect computerized Barbie doll that's not the the thing anymore and I'm so glad that pageants have taken that turn for the better and so I'm just really glad to hear that Yes. And, you know, I see that has transcended from even what I experienced in the business world, because when I started, I thought I had to be like those that came before that may be super successful. And we see that whether you're in, you know, this kind of industry, business, wherever you are, you try to become the person that you think people want you to be. And what I found, it took me a long time to get to that point where I embrace the fact that I am imperfectly perfect. And, but what I find is that when I am authentically myself, people will find their people and be able to relate to people who are like them. And we're not perfect and we have messy lives. But when we share something that we're passionate about, that we love, and it truly comes from the heart, then that is what's going to really relate to the masses. So if there is any listeners listening, what kind of advice would you give someone looking into that entrepreneur or that business side of the world? What are some three tips or some advice for them? Um, I would definitely suggest figuring out what you're passionate about. That's number one. And because you're going to be doing this hopefully for a very long time and you want to be able to love what you do. I've always told my kids I don't care if you want to cut grass, just be the best at it. Work really, really hard at doing that. Whatever your passion passion is, pursue that. The other thing is putting blinders on and not comparing yourself to somebody else. That's a really hard thing to do in life, in pageants, being an entrepreneur. Uh, We look at social media and how many likes and how many people are following And that doesn't necessarily equate to success. So putting blinders on, finding your passion, and just really working at it consistently. Those are the best pieces of advice that I can give to anyone looking to be in the driver's seat of their own success. This is a side question, but have you ever competed or thought about competing in pageants? Okay. Yes, I, I did. 
when I was younger, I'll never forget my girlfriend wanted to compete in a pageant locally. And she asked if I would come with her. They in turn asked me if I would compete. And I did. And although I enjoyed it, I did recognize what my strengths and weaknesses were. And perhaps the pageant competition side wasn't something that I was going to pursue. But I had, I did win. I had a crown. I was very excited. Um, Miss Western Cranston and whatever else I did, like New England pageants back in the day. And um, so I did, I did pursue it. I do love the, the skills and the tools and the tips that I learned from that experience. But like I said, I found that that wasn't my path to compete. So it really has happened, like brought me full circle that I'm really proud. And maybe that's why I'm so passionate about the fundraising and sponsoring aspect in the pageant world, because I've always loved the pageant world, but I didn't know how to quite get in there, I guess. Absolutely. And talking about that sponsorship and raising money aspect of pageantry, we all know this can be a very expensive hobby. One of my good friends, Lisa Opie, who owns Beauty by Lady Code or Lady Code Shop, which is a cosmetic brand, and she does a lot of hair and makeup for the pageant world. She had talked about in her episode, which will be probably released before this or after this, not really sure, but she talked about when she competed in pageants, she would make her own outfits, whether it was redoing a prom dress or redoing or making her own swimsuit, and she ultimately got a swimsuit company out of it because she was just really good at what she did. And so we know this can be very expensive. What are some tips or kind of how to's to help raise money or some ideas for girls that are listening to raise money for themselves for pageants? Well, that's a great question because I, I like to consider myself a fundraising queen. Like I said, I love using the business as a means to give back and fundraising is what when somebody is looking or asking for fundraising opportunities, and I'm looking at it from a contestant side, and they're looking for sponsors, they're looking for something. There's something that they want to give to the person who's going to give back. So there has to be this partnership. It can't always be an ask because many businesses are going through many of the struggles like we all are personally financially. And although it would be wonderful to be, you know, in the position to strictly just sign checks out to every person that asks for money, that would be wonderful and ideal. That's not the reality. So when asking for looking for spons- sponsorship is what can the contestant or the organization also help do for that sponsor? And that's a really big thing because I've been asked to sponsor and it's been sometimes, most of the time, a great experience, but sometimes it's, it hasn't been all that great as far as the opportunity to support me as a sponsor. So I really look forward to how can I help an organization and in turn, how can we help each other, whether it's, a, again, an organization or a person. So because I like using this business massively across the board as the means to give back, I can create a unique shopping link for anybody at any time. So whether it's supported by an event like me attending Miss America Outstanding Team, or it's supported through Instagram Live, or it's Facebook Live, or it's Zoom, or it's in person, whatever it is, but I can create a unique shopping link for a person, an organization, 
how big, how small is completely irrelevant. I'm happy to do that. And then donate 20% of all sales to that organization or person, whatever they're fundraising for. So it's a very easy way of fundraising. But when I give advice to especially those who are newer into looking for sponsors, it's really offering what can they also give to the person that they're asking for help and advice for. And it doesn't have to be anything huge. It can be a simple, I'm going to go out on my social media platforms and help share this link. That right there, I'm going to help you by offering my followers to come follow you. So it's as easy as that. It's not a um, it's not a cost associated to it. So that would be my biggest piece of advice to those looking for sponsoring opportunities. One of the big things that I took away from pageantry this year was that sponsorship aspect and how to, like you said, give back to your sponsors by posting on your social media. One of the really good groups that does amazing with that is the collegiate and high school America system. Every one of their contestants, because they're getting ready to prep to go to their national pageant, has been posting every single sponsor. And I think that is so amazing that they're encouraging their girls that are competing in their pageant to also promote those sponsors because they're really big about their sponsors for their pageant. Like if you win Miss Collegiate, they give you an all expense paid Jeep just for winning Miss Collegiate America. So that's the awesome part. So they're all day, 365 days a year promoting their sponsors. And I feel like that's how every pageant system should be, especially anyone that is giving to you. You should always at least write them a thank you card or tell them thank you via social media or phone call, making sure you're giving back to your sponsors because they're investing time and money and product into you is very, very important. So I really appreciate you telling the listeners more about that because like I said, the world of pageantry is not inexpensive. It does have some expensive sides to it, but there's always ways to cut corners and find someone that is willing to give. It doesn't hurt to ask. Asking is not going to hurt anyone's feelings. And if they tell you no, that's okay. You may have asked the wrong person is like what my boss always tells me. If you know, if the first one tells you no, ask the next person in line. And so make sure you're out there. And especially I know in my community, I was hitting Every dealership in my area, as many as I could. And in my letter, I wrote about, you know, I have this pageant podcast. Check it out. I have all of these different social media channels. I have TikTok. Whatever I can to promote you for helping me is my number one thing. I want to help you. And so that was one of the things that ultimately drew them back to me. Is like, absolutely, we'd love to help. If we can get our name out there through your social media, it's a whole different demographic than we're used to. So it may be bringing more people in that we don't reach normally. So it doesn't hurt to always ask. That's the big thing from it. It really is. And that that goes right into being an entrepreneur as well. If you don't ask, people aren't going to say yes. So I love that. Ask as many people as possible and support them and support them often. You know, one post is not going to really knock the socks off of any sponsorship or fundraising opportunity, because we all know that not everyone's going to see a particular post at any particular time, but it's that continual partnership. And when that partnership continues, that sponsor is going to be more likely to sponsor again and again and again and be that lifelong partner. It truly is. I'm learning that myself with being over a co-director of a national pageant. Having to give back to those sponsors is so important to keep them wanting to come back year after year. And so that's one of the things that we're going through right now is like some sponsors, 
in previous years don't want to come back because they didn't feel as loved and attended to as another sponsor. So making sure it's an even playing field for all of your sponsors is very important as well and not giving one so much love and the other one not enough. Everyone deserves to feel the love (laughs) is how I like to say it in in this world of pageantry and helping businesses, especially small businesses. That's such a big thing right now is to help from the pandemic and gas prices. Everything is so expensive right now. So, you know, just simply tapping on a neighbor and saying, hey, like, We're still here. We're happy to support you. It's so important. But again, Renee, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same final question. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. In what way has pageants positively impacted you? That's a phenomenal question. And I love the pageant world because, again, it has created an environment that empowers young men and women. And the skills that somebody receives from the pageant world is lifelong skills. It's not just in the pageant world, but to be able to stand confidently and speak with somebody and look at them in the eye and wear their invisible crown every day with their head held high those are just lessons that transcends the, the pageant world. And I love what that's done for me. And I love what it's done for other, other girls in, in the country and in the world and men. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Renee, for being on the podcast today, guys. And make sure to check out all of her social media. Renee, if you'd like to say your Instagram or Facebook name so everyone can check you out. Perfect. So on Instagram, you can follow me at Renee Cabone Fleming. And on Facebook is Crystal. Amazing. Well, you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Bye.